Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book Two, Chapter Four Justifications. The City Guard Resistance Force has been dealt with. Although Aranus had hoped to gain their support by joining the new Interim City Council, they proved far too loyal to the crowd. Unwilling to leave such a potential threat in place, you decided to put them down, then and there. Several of the guard died, some fled, and one was captured. Colonel Faybrook. Not that he didn't hold his own against you and your forces. In fact, if it weren't for Liana's blessing that joined you with members of the Tarnished Hand, it's very likely that Aranus would have died. Rather than let you run rampant through his forces, he surrendered into your custody. He now sits in isolation in the holding cells of the royal house. Except, it isn't him. <laughs> vale killed him in secret and took his place. Only Kajbaral knows the truth, also thanks to Liana's blessing. As you all recover from the fight, a situation escalates outside. In front of the royal house, a crowd of students has gathered. They carry signs reading... Free Faybrook, Who's Next, Might Doesn't Make Right, and The Bard is Out of Tune. Oh. I think that one is the most insulting. <laughs> Never been out of tune a day in my life, children. Morally. <laughs> I prefer to take it literally. Okay, then. You take it incorrectly, then. <laughs> They are mostly adolescents on the cusp of adulthood, led by a young elven couple, Alana and Gerso. They are bright students under the tutelage of Euboa Bay. Alana's red hair is spiked up, the pointed ends of her elven ears pierced with blue gemstones. Gerso bears no piercings, but elven script tattoos run up his neck from below his collar before breaking at his jawline. The right side of his head is shaved, with straight golden hair falling to his left. They rally the other students with a fervor, decrying the Bard's Rebellion as a criminal coup. Oh my god. What do you do? I'm in the house at the time. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's in the royal house. The are girl... they, like, right outside the house, or are they outside the gates? Outside the gates. The guards are not letting them past the gates. Oh, yeah. But it is, so far, peaceful. Agitated, but peaceful. Okay. Rich kids. We just go out and be like, look, you have the right to protest. 
what monarch ever gave you that. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> Give them their freedom of speech, let them express it, and then ignore it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> but it has to be you. It has to be, it has to be me. You could say it too, Darwin. Well, it doesn't mean anything unless it comes from the bard and get that. Great, they're the leader and audience. Yeah, I was considering that. Nothing's anyway. gonna shut him up more than actually listening to him. I was considering that anyway. I don't want to talk to all of them though. I want to talk to one of them, only one, because I don't want the couple. I want to. I want one of them. So I go out, or I get. I'm sorry. Does this wake me up in the morning, or am I already up? You're already up. You're already ready for the day. Don't okay. worry about that. So I don't have to be like, <laughs> I get out of my pajamas and put on my fancy pants. No, no, no. You're as um, ready as you want to be. <laughs> If you want to meet them That's in your right. pajamas, you can. <laughs> wow, how pretentious is that? Oh, come on, guys. Could you keep it down? I'm trying to sleep up here. I'm trying to get my beauty rest, okay? Can you just, like... If I don't get at least 13 Can you just hours. take your... Can you just, like, take your free speech, like, 20 yards that way? Thank you. You can still protest. Just back up. <laughs> You're just over. Just... Shh. You just get silence on them, so they're protesting, but they make no noise. <laughs> well, I mean, cast deafness. <laughs> cast deafness on yourself. Ah, much better. better. I can't hear anything. So much better. <laughs> this is so much better. Okay, uh, so I go out. Darvin, are you going out too? Oh yeah. All right. The muscle. I assume as soon as they can see me, they start like yelling actually at me, as opposed to other things. Uh, the chanting continues, and several of them do turn to direct the chanting at you. It's not discourse. They're still just chanting, Might doesn't make right! Free Faybrook! <laughs> well, I mean, they're elves, so... They're not all elves. The, the couple the two, is elves. The two leading it are elves. Quite not also that might does not make right, which is why I've installed the democracy. Fakey democracy for the moment. All democracies start as fake democracies. Fake it till you make it, right? Word. Okay, so they're chanting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna wait a minute... See if they like want me to answer for something, or if they just are intent on shouting. Because right, they got me to come out, right? Surely that was the goal. Maybe. Sure. I don't know what you're the doing. Goal the teacher, was. I'll wait. No, I no, I don't even say anything. Like I just come out. I'm gonna kind of wait for them all to notice that I'm there and watching see and see what they do. How close do the two of you get? Oh, not very close. I no more than like fifty feet. Yeah, I'm just wherever he is. Just. Then they just keep chanting. You're 50 feet away. You're not engaging them. You should play them a song. Okay, like then I, I move slightly closer. I don't know. <laughs> how, how close is close? I'm terrible with distance. You should play them a song. Really how close is decently too. close? Like 20 feet? 15 feet? I would say about 45 feet. <laughs> <laughs> An extra step forward. <laughs> how close do you get? Like, they're not responding to you being 50 feet away. Okay, I get like... 10 or 15 feet away. Like okay. The distance from me to, like, the end of our hallway. Is that, like, 15 feet? You're close enough that they don't have to shout at the top of their lungs to communicate with you anymore. Okay. So, let's see. Who is it going to be? Uh, Alana, the elven girl with the spiked red hair. Okay. She will motion for those near her to silence down, but there are still rallying cries further back away from the gate. Yeah, of course. And she and Jerso step up right to the bars of the gate, and she has her sign in one hand, grabs one of the bars with her other. Nice of you both to join us. Do you intend on answering for your actions? I am perfectly willing to address any questions that you have, but I prefer to not do it in front of a crowd. 
I will talk with one of you. And you can come on inside. You're afraid of everybody knowing the truth, then? No. Then why can't we do it out here? Once you leave, you can tell as many people as you like. Once I leave? If I leave? You will leave. I don't know. The last time you went in there, uh, you know, people died. How do I know I'm going to be safe? How can I possibly assure you of that? What would be assurance to you of that? Oh, he stays out here. And she points to Darwin. Okay. Really? I'm chill. Alright, if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. Alright. I got guards in there. Alright. I'm alright. Alright. I'm going in to talk. Also, um, if they attack me, then we can come back out and be like, uh, <laughs> they're fighting me. <laughs> going in the dungeon. <laughs> We're not having this conversation out loud, by Clearly. the way. Clearly. It's not a thing that's happening. At so. your agreement, one okay. of the guards will open up the gate to allow Darwin out into the crowd. And at that time, Alana walks in and joins Aranus. Uh, where do you take Alana? Where do you go? I don't want to seem like an asshole, so I'm not gonna... I mean, I am kind of an asshole, but, like, definitely not into the throne room. Dang it. Definitely not there. Um, so, either somewhere like the foyer, or we just walk around the grounds. Okay. Yeah. I like that idea. A nice walk around the royal house. Go see fountains with a fancy shrubbery. It's a little peaceful. It's outdoorsy. It's yeah. calm. You can it's still hear the chanting coming from the gate. It's like not totally private, semi, but not totally public. Well, how gracious of you to grant me an audience. Now then, about your criminal acts, if we can. I don't know. What gives you the right to lead? What gives anybody the right to lead? <laughs> I feel like such a dick. I'm going to answer like every one of her questions with a question. Just... <laughs> anyway, sorry. What gives anybody the right to lead? Appointed by the king sounds like a very reasonable reason to lead. Why not appointed by the people? You were not appointed by the people. You murdered Count Valance and took his place. Uh, because a bunch of people got behind me and decided that I had a better way. Or I had an idea, and they all liked it. Yes, you rallied a bunch of gang members behind you. Mm, not just gang members. Mercenaries as well, I'm sorry. People from <laughs> the opposite side of town to you, perhaps. But they're not They're not all bad people. Just like I'm sure people from your side of town aren't all bad people. My side of town? Yeah. Please elaborate. Talking about the east side of town. Versus the west side mm. of town, where you think all the gang members and criminals live? Not all of them. But that sure seemed to be who was backing you. Well, somebody has to do the actual fighting. Mm-hmm. When you are trying to create change. Okay, tell me this. Why did Count Valance have to die? In any revolution, you, you have to take out whoever's at the head, whether you want to or not. Because the person at the top, they're a symbol. Whether or not they're a good leader, which, to be perfectly frank with you, he wasn't so great. But that doesn't actually matter. What matters is that if you want to affect change, you have to take out the person at the top. Did you even bother asking? Asking what? Him to step down. Or did you just show up and kill him? Was there any discourse? You mean did I try to call a meeting with the guy? Did you try to enact your change without violence? Mm, using diplomacy. Yes. 
words, as several of my compatriots are trying to do now. Hmm. And you'll notice, sometimes they're effective. In my time, I've had several conversations with Count Valance. On this particular occasion, we did not choose to use our words. The reason being, on my previous occasions with Count Valance, I have learned that he has little respect for the words of people that are below him. Doesn't tend to listen to them at all. Additionally, if I had gone in wanting diplomacy, I would have been immediately arrested. Because he doesn't like me very much. It's a personal matter, really. Personal matter. I know it's a personal matter for you. That's like Um, public terribleness. (laughs) It really is, but that's okay. uh, I'm going to tell her that because she seems to be asking the question. So, okay, you're going to get my version because he ain't here. (laughs) (laughs) He did. (laughs) Yes, he is. So, hmm. So, it's your belief then. If you disagree with someone who's in charge, it's okay to just kill them and take their place. If I were to kill you now and proclaim myself leader, would that be right? Well, I suppose you could do that. Why? What do T- you have to offer the city that I don't? A return to normalcy. You've thrown the city into chaos. Normalcy being a return to the rule of the crown. Yes. Why the- is that a good thing? There Sorry, pl- you finish. There are plenty of people who prefer that. There are plenty of people who don't. Is it up to one person to decide what's best for the people? Or should perhaps the people decide what's best for the people? Well, there are plenty of people out here asking for a change back. How do we know which side's right? I contend the side that murders to get what they want is in the wrong. That's assuming that the other side doesn't do it too. Which, I'm sorry to tell you, they do. Who did he kill? Mm, I'm not saying that you see it all the time. But it happens, kid. They murder to get what they want. They murder people. They enslave people. Such as? Whole races of people, in fact. Do you have any examples of this? Mm. Because we clearly have an example of you murdering. Right. But I've yet to see anything of Count Valance's that could be qualified as such. Well, when you talk about a return to the crown, you're not just talking about Count Valance. You're talking about the entire system. Yes. Yes. I know what you want to say. I'm very curious how you're getting there. (laughs) That's, I'm I'm working on that. Because we need to get to an action point here where I need to know what you want out of this. I know what she wants, but I don't know what you want. Other than for her to go away and stop being a problem. My ultimate goal here really is to find out what Yuboa is like teaching these kids. Like, that's what I want to know. Right? You you already know. Right. And like, I'm I'm getting that from her. Okay. Examples. Count Valance had one of his dissenters publicly executed and forced us to help him do it. One of the members of the royal family, who runs another city, was enslaving an entire race of changelings in order to create duplicates of himself. When we confronted him about it, he didn't see any problem with enslaving changelings. No problem at all. As if they were, oh, I don't know, less than people. These are problems. This is a systemic-wide problem. It is an issue, and it needs to go away. And protesting wasn't going to stop it. Well said. (laughs) And diplomacy wasn't going to stop it. Well said. (laughs) What is it you're trying to convince her of with this speech? Um, to leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) And frankly, like, she doesn't have to agree with me, but she needs to understand that the side that she's fighting for is... Is wrong. ...is worse than the side she's got in charge. (laughs) But 
She does need to believe you. Yeah, that's and, true. And that is a far-fetched tale. That's true. So go ahead and roll persuasion. Oh, since I've been sucking at persuasion lately, when I shouldn't cause my bonus is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, that's pretty good. That's 25. No, it's a 24. I'm sorry, 24. Well, that sounds terrible. Did you bring that member of the royal family to justice for his crimes? Oh, yeah, he's here. He's here? Not... Ooh. So enslavement, live. That's fine. You leave him alive. Oh, 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 let me be clear. We were forced to leave him alive by the god of elves. <laughs> <laughs> what? Gods. We've, uh... We've been through some shit. Roll me another persuasion. Harness <laughs> persuades. We've been through some shit. <laughs> I sound like a maniac, don't I? That's a 15. Are you sure they were a god? How do you know? I've never met one before. I wouldn't know. When you're in the presence of a god, kid, you know. (laughs) And if you don't, they make sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) So you... Gods and slavery and... (sighs) Even if that is all true, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. What do we do about all these people who want to go back to the rule of the crown? These people don't want to live under you. That's fair. It is not my goal to be in charge here forever. I'm not a huge fan of being permanently tied down. What we are attempting to do, which I would hope that Miss Bay has mentioned to you at some point, we are setting up a city council to be appointed interim until we can set up elections. And people can vote for who they want to lead them. And if we vote for the crown? Then majority rules. Huh. Miss Bay did mention the city council. Okay. It was the last thing she told us before she went to go work for you. I have faith in her. I'm certain she will help us in the city as much as she can. (sighs) Democracy, though, I don't know. There's a lot of people I disagree with. (laughs) I'm so done with these people. They clearly don't want democracy. They don't. They really don't. Why don't we just give the rich half of the town back to the crown and let the people who want democracies keep democracy? I don't think that would fly. Yeah, no, it's not gonna. But I appreciate you coming out this morning and actually talking with us. And I understand that there's a lot of people you disagree with. There's a lot of people that I disagree with, as you might have noticed. But our problems aren't solved by just letting the status quo be because it's easier. You took time out of your day to come and tell me that you think I'm wrong. And that's why I came out to talk to you. Because only through what we're doing right here, where two sides disagree and, you know, you talk about it, can anything actually change. And just going back to the rule of the crown doesn't actually solve anything or make anything better. It just lets the people who were in charge and getting away with all of these horrible things continue to do it. Is there anything else you want from Alana at this moment? No. Okay. I've said my bit. So. Alana and Arnis continue to walk around the grounds of the royal house, taking in the sights and the fresh morning air. Meanwhile, Darvin, you're amongst the crowd. So poorly. Amongst. Amongst. 
the crowd. <laughs> I just left you there as collateral. I was like, whatever, he's fine. <laughs> you just stay here. I was surprised there was no dissent in that. <laughs> I thought at least Darwin would be like, wait, no. Nah. <laughs> this, do- this is a terrible idea. Just don't talk to anybody, it's fine. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> they are largely students, younger people. Education types, not fighting types. So it's you and Gerso, this elven man. And a crowd of students with their picket signs. Gerso will turn to you as you exit out into their crowd. Gotta say, I respect that you came out here and decided to stay behind. Who's to say what could happen? There's dozens of us and only one of you. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. It's brave. I am hanging in here despite my terror. (laughs) No, look, I understand you were part of the force that took down Count Valance. But now you are alone. And I don't mean that in a threatening way. He reaches a hand out almost to touch you in the chest. I don't mean that in a threatening way. Still, so while we wait for our friends, maybe you could tell me, why did you do it? Do what? He just motions towards the royal house. Why'd you do it? Why did you want to be in charge? You're already a rich guy. You already have what you want. I did... No, no, no. You misunderstand. I do not want to be in charge. Leadership is... truth. Leadership is about the last thing that I want. Okay, but you took it anyways. Even if you didn't want it, you have it. The bard has it. Our fates have become a bit intertwined, let's say. So... So you're saying if it were up to you, you wouldn't have any power? Well... I wouldn't have any social political power. What kind do you want, then? Mystical. Yeah, you know. Mystical. Mystical and uh, combative. You know, because I'm a monk. Oh, that's right, that's right. You're one of the monks. You're one of Corum. I've I've seen some of your brethren. They all seem very calm, gotta say. Really, all I want is to serve my god. (laughs) Things got complicated just a bit. What does is, what is your god have you do? How do you serve a god of death? Oh, you know, prayers, <laughs> services, things like that. You ever buried somebody? Once or twice we provide that sort of service. Do you... <clears throat> how, do I, how do I ask you this? You don't want the political power. You don't want the social power. You want the, you want the religious power. You want the combat power to enact your religion? Hmm... But see, I have those already. I had them, even. Okay. Do you only serve? Are you ever proactive? I don't understand what you're asking. (sighs) Look, I'll be honest with you. We have a lot of people out here as he motions around. And a lot of the students, a lot of the younger folks, you know, they have direction. But they wouldn't have it on their own. What I'm asking is, would you ever teach people? Ah, I would consider it, but at this point... Are you talking about of religious matters, or of... You know, all the strengths that you have. Well, those come from, you know, service to my deity. Right, right. So I would, if my order asked me to. I mean, we're not all going to be in school forever. Having a guiding hand, such as yourself, might come in handy. And as... As active as we are, you know, in a political movement, organizing rallies. If you guys ever sent your guards out after us, I can't say we'd be able to do much. So you'd like to learn? Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. I'm not sure how to answer that. I'm telling him this. 
I'm saying that out loud. That's not me. Definitely open to something like that, but I would need to check with my order to see, you know, exactly where those sorts of lines are. I can't imagine you're all planning on converting to Koramism. Koramism? Is that what it's called? Koramism. You're the monk. Koramism. Yeah. Koramism. Okay, and even if you were, I do not know that we're equipped to, you know, take mass conversions. Well, with with Uboa moving to the city council, she doesn't have as much time to teach anymore. We could convert that school. Into a monk school? Yeah. Hmm. You know, I could talk to my higher-ups and see if there's any interest. But to say anything more would be uh, a breach of etiquette. That's not quite the right word. <laughs> a breach of protocol? No. I'm trying to say, like, it's not customary for me to be, yeah, make this kind of call, make this kind of promise, especially, because it's not my, yeah. Right, 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 right. Despite my stature and somehow political power, I'm still fairly low on the totem pole, as far as the order goes. Okay. Is Darwin being totally sincere in all this? Yeah. Okay. This is not the direction he thought this conversation was going to go. <laughs> where, where did you think it was going? I you to drink it as an army. I, that's so funny. I don't really know, but I didn't think it was going to be this cordial. They're students, not militia. This is true. <laughs> they lack some of the advantages you guys had, and they want some. Fair. Okay. Durso puts his arm around you, just around the shoulders. You're an all right guy, Darwin. And you, apparently. I hope... Things are going well with your friend and Alana. I would hate for this here to be for naught. I'm sure they're fine. The bard is, you know, quite a listener. He's good at listening. Not the word I would have used. Thank you. That's really pointing out my excellent qualities. I appreciate that. I always thought bards were on the other side of the listening spectrum. Well, he is fully versed in the art of conversation. So I'm sure he's hearing your friend out and explaining his side is what I'm saying. All right. All right, that went so much smoother than I had envisioned. (laughs) I know, me too. So, let's go downstairs. Colonel Faybrook, or Vale. Um, Do you still look like the colonel? Yeah, it's the first thing I do when I wake up. (laughs) All right. Nobody was down there to see you change one way or the other. And it's sometime later that Cashmoral comes downstairs to check on you. Of course he would. With Liana at his side. Oh, of course. <laughs> because of course she knows. Yeah. Because Cashmoral knows. And they come downstairs. Cashmoral will address you first. Morning. Look, I don't know what happened yesterday. It kind of freaked me out. But the mm, the weirdest part is I can still hear you up here as both of his hands tap to both of his heads. <laughs> I brought this gal, as he motions to Liana, along, said she could take care of that. But you don't look right. What do you mean by that? I mean, I know you look like that colonel dude we fought in the woods, but he's dead. And I can hear you up here. This points to his head again. Uh-huh. And I know that this is just the disguise thing. I... Mm, I, I just I either want to know what's happening or I want it all to stop. One of the one of the two. Anything I say through my telepathy, Leon is going to hear, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been fully explained before, 
but she is the one who is making this connection possible. So there's no point in it's, trying to avoid her learning it by speaking telepathically right. with them. It's fair to assume that she's got all of these connections tapped. Okay. So or could it may not be a passive thing, but if she wants to, she can. So I'm going to say, do you understand that I'm a changeling? Go there with him and try and help the poor boy understand what's going on. Here. Well, yeah, that's what I see in my head. I heads. <laughs> that's what I see in my heads. It, you. Changing about, I, mm. okay. But if that's so, why are you in here? What the hell? Because I have a plan to try to manipulate the rest of the rebellion by using this visage. Ah, oh, it's too much in my head. Oh no! Is it okay if we stop? Yeah, I got to get out of this. This that's, is that's this fine, is painful. I, I understand. That's fine. Okay, Liana, if you don't mind, she'll approach the bars. Now then, Bale, are you sure this is what you want? Yeah, not fine. And she reaches out with her glow. It encapsulates the two of you again before it just kind of siphons off into her and dissipates down. And you no longer hear Kashmiral's thoughts in your head. Oh, that's so much better. Two voices. That I can get used to. How long are you staying in there? You want out? I got the keys. Yeah, I think it's it's best we keep the pretense up for a little while. Um, can I ask you to do two things for me? Probably. Could you <laughs> request that I speak to Arnis? Uh, and could you collect me some of the captain's writings from his home? I know where he lives. I could do that. All right. Because <laughs> Arnis did take him to Colonel Faber's home. That totally happened. Oh, that's right. That totally works in fiction. I love it. I did that. Boom. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Anything else that you want from Kashmir while he's here? Or Liana, since they're both here. Oh, God. He just wanted to break the connection because it was messing with his head. Uh, That's all I have for Kashmir. I'd like to have a conversation with Liana. Okay. Kashmirall will step over to the door and wait for her to finish whatever you have for her. Liana, what do you know of what's going on in Earl? I haven't been to Earl in some time. Okay. Well, I explain a uh, truncated version of what's going on in Earl with the changelings. Okay. And I ask her... Mm, let's see. She takes it in with a look of shock. Wonderful. How... Mm, how do I phrase this next question? I'm just going to be honest. Being a half-breed race, uh, I'm sure I'll use that term, who can I look to in guidance to try and help me right the wrong that's been done to my people? Well, that depends. How do you want to write it? Oh, I see no point in lying to her. You're being honest so far? Might as well continue it? Well, at the very least, I'd love to see Earl Earl punished for what he's done. Um, in a perfect world, I would love to see the elven race have to deal with the same sort of pain that the changeling race has had to deal with. I understand you wanting to punish the man responsible, but not the people. You would punish Earl Earl. If somehow you could get everybody to sit down, I'd be more than happy to act as arbiter. But I make no promises he would even listen to me. And as far as punishing the elven people, they've committed no crime against you. Oh, I agree. I, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't. I guess I, I wasn't clear. I don't wish to punish the elven people. I wish to punish the elven god. You're talking to the wrong person. Then, as a mortal speaking to a god, how do you punish a god? Mm-hmm. Roll persuasion. That's an 18. 18? And I have no bonuses, so that's an 18. Oh, no, it's a 19. I have plus one. So you do have a bonus. How do you punish a god? 
she has difficulty forming this because it's how could you punish that god without also giving away a secret of how she might be vulnerable? Oh, she's got a thread and needle here. <laughs> ah, because one of her big things is compromise. So of course she will have this question for you. Punishment comes in many different forms. Do you want a slap on the wrist? Do you want incarceration? Do you want a banishment of some sort? What would be acceptable? Since a god has not harmed you, what sort of harm or punishment would you see fit for this? Okay, well, Vale is taking the role of avenger of her people. So Vale has taken what has been done to their people as a slight to themselves and has taken that pain upon themselves. So I think the answer would be simply for the god to suffer the same amount of pain I have suffered in watching my people be enslaved and killed. Literally asking for an eye for an eye in this situation. Well, not so, yeah. so you wish Olwenir to watch her people enslaved? Yeah. Why does it have to be all of them? Doesn't all of yours weren't. I, I agree. It doesn't have to be all of them. In fact, the elves living out in the woods have no connection to this society. I would love to see those with the most power, those that could have so- stopped this, suffer. That's why Vale struck up a revolution. Well, if you just want elves in general to suffer, you're already good enough at making people suffer. If you want to see those closest to Olwenir suffer, you need only look at her churches and the crown. Does Vale see killing of the gods' children and those she cares about most as enough justice for what they did? Yeah, no, I think they do. Yeah, I'm fine with that answer. Let her live with watching all of her children die and be punished for her sins. I'm fine with that. I thank Liana. Before I go, before you finish thanking me, why haven't you started with the one who committed the crime? I understand a deal was struck. Yeah. I've sensed that so far. But if you hold this god in such contempt, why do you continue to honor a deal made with them? Had I not traveled with Darwin as long as I have, and own him what I owe him, I would have struck Earl down before we left the town of Earl. But I can't put Darwin's life at risk. So until I know a way to separate their fates, I will not take Earl's life. Hmm. Arnis approves this message. <laughs> Arnis is rubbing off on Vale. Just a little. Well... It's admirable that you put your friend above your vengeance. I would say that's a fair compromise. But if you truly want to... (sighs) If you truly want justice for these crimes, you have to get to Earl eventually. She's speaking... uh, Are you speaking of the town or the person? The person. The The person. Well, that is why I intend to keep him with us. So that as soon as we know how to deal with... The god of elves' is vengeance when we strike him down and she comes for Darvin, I will strike him down. And if you can't? Then he's going to spend the rest of his life attached to us and bored as hell. Or potentially killed by accident in a firefight. Alright. Is there anything else you have for Liana? No. No. Okay. Per and Kajmoral exit. Arnis, you and Alana return to the front gate. And make an exchange, her for Darwin. Hey, buddy. Hey. 
Alana and Gerso discuss everything that's happened, and they start calming the crowd down. What are the two of you up to? This little demonstration's dying down. I want to know what happened to him. Well, do you tell him? Yeah. What? You know. Wait, 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 wait. They wanted you to train them? Apparently. Hmm. You didn't find this suspect? I mean, who wouldn't want to be trained to be a monk? Oh, I guess if you're looking at it from that perspective. Because to me, it sounds like they wanted you to train them so they could be an army and then come attack us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is the first time I think in the world, ever, where Arnis is the wiser and more worldly woman person than Darwin. Well, Darwin, it would take a while to train them to be a match for you. Right? Yeah, but to the rest of the city guard. But if that were the case, I mean, that's awfully brazen, don't you think? Ask me to... That's, like, ask the person that you're trying to take down, or at least who's involved with the people that you're trying to take down to help train you to take them... I think... I think that's a stretch, Arnie. I don't know. I mean, he was smart enough to come at it from a place of flattery. Be like, dude, you're a monk. That's so cool. Oh, man, how do you you become one of those? That's so cool. I want to be like you. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jungle Book. (laughs) I want to be like you. (laughs) Three notes, and we have a villain. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> okay. So, Darwin and Aranis, as you're heading back into the royal house, Kashmiral meets you at the door. He's heading now. Aranis, mm-hmm. uh, the colonel wants to see you. Okay. Uh, Alright. See ya. Well, I guess I'll uh, see you later. I gotta go uh, talk to the colonel. Kashmiral heads out. Beyond the gates, he pushes his way through what remains of the student uh, demonstration. What do you two do? What should I bring him with me? You weren't oh. told to. I wasn't told to bring you with me, so I feel like you I shouldn't. I mean, either way. It's up to you. I feel like I shouldn't. Okay. I'm not going to. Right. Darvin, what it's are you Not because I don't like you. <laughs> what are you up to in the meantime, Darvin? I don't know. Baranus doesn't have a use for me. I'll just be oh, just hanging go, out. Go be monkey. Go do some calisthenics. <laughs> yeah, calisthenics. You really should pray and ask for forgiveness for no, not killing, killing that dude. No, not not the till, only religion we have to pray forgiveness for not killing someone. Not not until I kill the dude. <laughs> You're not gonna pray until you kill the giant. Oh, that seems like a terrible idea, okay. bro. No, no, no. I I love the decision. It's a strong decision. Alright, Darwin, you're off to go do some exercises, some calisthenics. Do you have a partner to do this with? Is there someone you train with? Yeah. Not necessarily a monk, but just someone, you know, who can be there and help you work out. Uh, maybe one of the our new guards I might have befriended. There is Ingrid, the one whom Liana bound you with. Oh yeah. She's definitely feeling closer to you. Let's see if she wants because to of do that some whole calisthenics. Yeah. As a mercenary, she also likes to keep her skills up. Are we still bound like they were? Not if you don't want to be. I mean... The only reason Liana had to go down there and do that specifically with Vale is because Vale was in prison. You had the whole night to decide whether or not you wanted to be unbound. Got it. I probably would have unbound at some point. Okay. Then you're no longer divinely bound. But I could still go see if she wants to do some calisthenics. Yeah. She's been in your head. Well, she, she knows how you yoga. think. 
Sure, she'll do some yoga. All right, you and Ingrid go off and train. Arnis, yes. you head downstairs Yes. to the holding cell where Colonel Faybrook is located, still in his armor, unarmed. His weapon is over with the rest of the like held possessions that they keep from prisoners. In that storage closet you hid in once. Do you remember that storage closet? It's in there. Colonel Faybrook's big sword is in there. I hate that storage closet. Bad things happened. Okay. You wanted to see me, Colonel? Though, so you know, I'm not in the habit of being summoned by prisoners. There's nobody down here, right? Do I need to, like, make this weird show of, like... There can be nobody down here. Yeah, there's nobody down here. I, I assume that there's nobody down here. Like, if I'm down here, like, I'll watch him. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm not making a big show of, like, dude, I'm not your minion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Artist, it's fail. I, yeah. Okay. Maybe you understood what was going on. Uh, I'm a moron. You understand the captain's dead, right? I assumed. Okay. <laughs> so... I assumed he wasn't going to be taken alive, Before so. we move further anymore... I want to confirm you still want to set up the democracy in this town. You still want to let this town be its own town. You want to defend it from the crown when the crown arrives. Well, I guess we don't really have a choice. Well, I mean, we can always go with Darvin's plan. We could just leave. I mean, I do ultimately want to leave. I mean, I suppose the crown's going to be here shortly, so I don't see why we wouldn't stay in. <laughs> the DM's nodding vigorously. You already um, knew through your interactions with well, the real Colonel Faybrook that the military was on their so way. So yeah. the choices I see at hand are defend the town or let the crown take it and not be here when the crown arrives. Those are kind of the two choices I see, unless you see another choice. Uh, I feel like we got the town into this mess. We should help. Does the town want our help? That's what I'm I'm giving you one last out to commit to full-on war against the crown. We're already in it at this point, right? I mean, like, if we're going to go down, we either go down running for our lives or we go down actually, like, fighting the fight that we started, right? True. I mean, those are the options, right? That, that those are the options. I can. We can know. run and take. You could take on a pseudonym. I could take on a new visage, and we could be out of here. But I'm me. I can't be like. I can't just be somebody new. I only know how to be a bard, and so then there'd you be can some be a bard. bard but you can give yourself a new name. Yeah, but give I... yourself something new. But okay, cool. Then we're staying. Then but... I have some thoughts on how to defend the city. And with that. We'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash DibberMusic. Dibber, spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com.
This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. The multiverse is a boundless expanse of magic and adventure. Most are unaware of anything beyond their own world, but planeswalkers are something different. Planeswalkers are able to travel between worlds and experience everything that magic has to offer. The life of a planeswalker is one of freedom and of choice, unbound by borders or fate. Plane Shift is an actual play D&D 5th edition podcast, where we play as planeswalkers exploring the multiverse of Magic the Gathering, discovering our character's new potential, and having a lot of fun in the process. Check us out every other Friday wherever podcasts are listened to, or on our website, planeshiftpodcast.podbean.com. I hope you can join us.